This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce some podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We Let got us you covered. help you. We Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it. We'll package it. We'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it. And uh, you just upload it yourself. And we'll uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in Podcasting 101. TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness and wellness. You name it, you need it, we're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program, working with special populations around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, all the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. It's a little warm here on the Jersey Shore. A little bit. A little, uh, little summer-esque going on. Hey, you know, take what we can get. It's been a long, long mm-hmm. uh, run here. I love the heat. Love it. All right. Give me all the heat and all the running. I'll take it. I'm like, I, I prefer the cold when it comes to the running. Just like, you know, which one would I rather have i'd rather have the cold than like the extreme heat but i'm good i'm good to a degree like anything you know though like if it gets to be like too extreme then you figure something else out to do i got arthritis i got the I'm pool just a disaster uh, you know, yeah so see fine. we're good yeah i'm the hippity hop along and limp myself so to... the cold crushes you oh yeah. yeah oh yeah it's it's either i'm crushed in the cold or i'm swollen in the heat whatever it's fine it's life hey we're good if it, go if it taints your ass it's your elbow oh jesus if it's not one. All right. Um, we need to talk about. He's actually. This was such a cool conversation. Definitely. So worth it, Brian. Yeah. I didn't get a foot massage. I took a rain check. <laughs> Dead. We went on location, and we don't go on location a lot. No, but I. But VIP. VIP. Very Brian's like, you got to trust me. Very important podiatrists. Yes. Yes. Podiatrists. Plural. So this is great. Um, we spent some time talking with John Connors. Dr. John Connors and Dr. Katie Trotter. Oh, my gosh. These they, are my people, Conti. They were fantastic. So fun. Fantastic. And when you walk in an office, Brian's like, Christine, look at the walls. And it's just <laughs> runners and, I mean, elite athletes from all over the world. With like signatures on him saying, thank you for getting me yeah. race ready and thank you for, you know, helping me in my injuries. If it wasn't for you, yeah. I wouldn't have won this like gold, triple, whatever medal. I wouldn't I'm have like, set the <gasps> world record and we're not exaggerating. No, here. we're not. I wish it sounds like we are, but we're not. This right. is like you're in Kenya and you're going to fly to see Dr. Connors. It, it's amazing. The it's Kenya, amazing. The Kenyan Athletic Federation literally puts their athletes on the plane to go and fly to uh, New York City. They have an office in, in Manhattan, and they also have an office in Little Silver, which is where we recorded this. And, uh, and you know, they go and see Dr. Connors and Trotter um, because they are world-renowned podiatrists that are well-known for treating athletes, spe- specifically runners, uh, and getting them, you know, healthy and be- getting them back and getting them running and getting them, you know, for, for most people, it's getting back to doing what they love to do. Um, you know, for people like myself and the, you know, the, my friends that have, you know, visited him over the years, um, both of them over the years. And, you know, but for some, it's like to go make their livelihood, you know, get them so that they can go be career runners and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and make the money and set the records and get the sponsorships and go to the Olympics. Right. Um, you know, like there's different animals, but they are for everybody. Um, you know, I, I always said like when I would go there, they've treated me on a number of occasions just for some, you know, few odds and ends, nothing too major. I've never had any surgeries or anything like that. Um, but you know, you'd go to the 
office and in the waiting room was like, you know, it was like the all state cross country, you know, like the kids that get banged up. And then like the, the guy who I see on the boardwalk running, uh, you know, uh, every weekend and, you know, or in the local. And then a Kenyan, parks. you know, you never know running for the Olympics, whatever. It's, right. They were, I honestly, you guys are going to love this episode. They talk everything from their background. Wait till you hear Katie Trotter's background. It's pretty freaking amazing. She's a, She's like a Wonder Woman. She's awesome. Multiple time oh All American runner from Stanford. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, high no school big deal. All American. You know, so humble, so amazing. Totally legit though, and uh, amazing. If you're not in shape and she asks you to go for a run, you know, maybe politely decline. <laughs> right? Fine. Get, go get in get shape. Get a scooter. <laughs> oh man! But they're gonna talk. They're gonna literally talk all about you know, kind of your foot and what's going on and. Um, I just, I just geek out and, and, on some and of more, this. Yeah, no, it's definitely geek stuff. Um, but, but fascinating stuff. Um, you know, the procedures and, and the, some of the remedies that they, that they do and their success rate and why they do that and how they've, you know, really focused and dialed it da- into, um, you know, a, a, some processes that are, re- re- you know, alleviate things like plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendonitis and even the, like the runner's knee and the shin splints. But they and all talk the- shock and stem cells and like, yeah, it's cool. It's so, really cool. Really neat stuff. Um, some of my favorite people. So uh, I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. This is episode 167. Yeah. Of the two fit crazies and a microphone podcast. Dr. John Connors and Dr. Katie Trotter. Enjoy. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, you know where we're at? Yeah, I do know where we're at. We're in a doctor's office. What the hell's going on here? On location. (laughs) Brian tells me, I'm going to pick you up at your house. (laughs) And we're going on location. I'm like, these people better be pretty damn important. (laughs) Because we don't travel very often. So I'm excited. I'm excited. They come to us. This I is like our, you know, really excited. We, on occasion, we get we have to, you know, load up the duffel bag with all of our equipment. I said I walked in here, it was like a cache of guns. So I have a bandana around my face <laughs> as a, as a, you know, I was like we're gonna, nah, I wouldn't do that. So, uh, Doctor Connors, Doctor Trotter, good day. How are you? What's How going are on? you? Fine. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks goes to you guys. This is great. Yeah. So, all right. So tell us, all right, this is always fun. Where the heck are we and what the heck do you do? <laughs> we are in our office in Little Silver, New Jersey. Dr. Trotter and I have a sports medicine practice. We treat athletes of all ages, of all calibers, Olympic athletes, world champions, world record holders, and the weekend warriors. And fortunately... We are quite busy over these days because people have nothing but free time. And they're not running once a day, but they're running two or three times a day. It's beautiful. We're running in the morning and cycling in the afternoon. We're getting calls all day. If people are getting hurt, can we come in? We're hurt. We can't exercise. So we've been working straight through every day during this whole pandemic. Why are they getting hurt? They're over-exercising. Mm. Oh, that's a fine line, huh? <laughs> we love that. that is a line. Yeah. Keeping you in business. Keeping us in business. So yeah. podiatry is the main Angle, yeah. you know, that's that's the main, uh, you know, your main specialty with that. But really, I mean, I, look, raising my hand right now, you guys have treated me yes. uh, on a couple of occasions because yeah. perhaps I over-exercised in a, a little bit in the past, uh, like you said, um, to ward off the COVID, though, right? right? To ward off the COVID that, yeah. you know, that we didn't know about I don't yet. know what over-exercising uh, means, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got one. Um but uh, you know, so so you actually treated me for the shin splint, I believe, is the uh, the street name for uh, yes. for the ailment. What do we call it? A posterior tibial medial tibial stress <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, 
guilty, uh, yes. as well as some uh, plantar fasciitis. Yeah. I even had came in here with a screaming Achilles uh, one time, and you guys, yeah. uh, you know, fixed me up pretty good with that. Um, yeah. So, what is it that you're seeing? What's uh, some of this overuse stuff? We're seeing all these type of injuries that you just mentioned: plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, shin splints, runner's knee, patellar tendonitis, stress fractures. Um, they're the most common conditions we see every day. Um, we're also seeing a lot of fractures now because people are running in the woods, twisting their ankles, breaking their metatarsal bones, their ankles. So, uh, you know, we've been quite busy seeing the regular injuries, but we're also seeing the traumatic injuries also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into um, where where this all came from. So, all right, you have been at this for a long time. Yes. So I've heard. Yes. I mean... I've been in practice for over 25 there years. There you go. Where did this love for podiatry start? Where did the love for the feet start? <laughs> well, it's not just – I have to say that the foot is probably the least common part of the body that we treat. We treat more the, the Achilles tendon, the shins, and the knees. Uh, you know, the, the running, all sports, all sports injuries affect different parts of the bodies, but uh, I have to say that we treat a lot – of other conditions and a lot of other anatomical areas than just the uh, feet, as I, as I mentioned. But I've always had a uh, true interest in sports medicine. Growing up, I broke some bones playing different sports. I was in the orthopedic doctor's offices more often than I wanted to be. And then in the back of my mind, I always had that implanted that I wanted to do something in a field of sports medicine. And then while, while I was in college, I was uh, introduced to this field of podiatry, sports podiatry, and uh, I took an interest to that, and I went to medical school, and uh, you know, here I am, 25 years later. And what what got me into treating runners is that I've always been a runner, as a competitive swimmer, triathlete, and my I have a practice in New York City, and my my running practice was quickly taking off by by word of mouth. You know, go see this guy, Connors. He's an athlete. He understands the athlete. He's able to get you back. He's never going to tell you to stop running, don't run, don't do the sport you you love to do. And he's got the um, mind frame of getting the athletes back and keeping them running and things like that. But I said to myself, as I'm treating these marathon runners, I said, I have to get into their head. I have to feel what it feels like to hit the wall, to bonk, things like that. And I embarked on training for the New York City Marathon a number of years ago, and I've done 15 marathons, you know, since. So the practice has just taken off both up in the city and uh, down here in uh, in Little Silver. And then over the years, I had uh, Katie Trotter was a patient of mine, too. When the she legend. Was, the legendary <laughs> Katie Trotter was right. a patient of mine. She had her fair share of injuries while she was going to uh, Rembeck Regional, and so she had, she spent the time in my office as a patient. And then when she went away to college, she would spend the summers with me and intern with me and go to surgery with me. And I, I believe that's what sparked Katie's interest into going into our field. And here she is sitting right next to me now. And she's a great addition to the, the practice because she's got the same mind frame, mindset that I have. Our, our motto is get the runner back, get the athlete back. Don't ever tell them not to participate in a sport that they don't that they love to do and katie's a great addition to the practice she's a great surgeon she's a great clinician great diagnostician yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right let's get into this break it down for this dr trotter hang on one second okay. there i did not have a lot of injuries <laughs> oh she does now i'm sorry exactly that came later no but isn't that uh, the way though yeah, yeah, exactly. But Amanda, she worked in the office in the summertime. Um, I think it was maybe our first year in our first or second year in high school or somewhere in around there. And she was the one that was like, she would come home and she'd like, this is great. <laughs> this is what I want to do. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. This is Katie's twin sister. Then, twin sister. It was funny. So then when I got a job here and I started working, I, the whole staff thought that that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worked all those years. You know? Yes, so. it was. <laughs> Did I do great? Then it was me. Exactly. Where's my check? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, he inspired me. I saw what he did and I was like, wow, if I could do that, if I could be him, then I would be pretty happy, you know, moving forward. So in college, I had um, done biology as a pre, you know, as a major and 
I hadn't decided what I wanted to do, either podiatry or actually go to um, orthopedic school and, um, you know, figure out the path from there. And then all of a sudden I graduated and I said, no, this is what I want to do. I want to, you know, have that focus in mind when I went to school. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this it's seven years of my life and then I'm going to come back and <laughs> hopefully have start a- moving in. <laughs> Right. Have a job with Dr. Connors. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, now, the mind of the athlete is something that you certainly have. Yeah. Tell yeah. us, where did you go to college? How many times were you All-American <laughs> and whatnot? Yeah, I went to uh, Stanford University, eight-time All-American there. So that was pretty special. Amanda and I both went together, so we recruited together. And uh, yeah, it was the time of my life. So, that was quite a team they had at that time, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I was blown away. I was running with Sarah Bay, Sarah Hall, Sarah Hall. Alicia Craig, um, Lauren, Lauren Fleshman. Fleshman was on the team. Or right. I think she was coaching at the time. But just, you know, I was in awe going. I was, if I could just keep up with them, <laughs> that was a great achievement. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very special. One of the creepiest things that I've ever said in my life. Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> was Dr. Trotter was treating me and we're doing, she's doing the EPAT, which we're going to get into because yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's a, it's a fantastic uh, yeah. tool that everyone needs to hear about. And, uh, and I said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, that time at Helmdale Park where I was hanging out by the tennis courts and I saw you <laughs> running by. Now, I happened to be the meet of champions where she was winning, yeah. right? You and your sister, right? Yeah. One and two, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys came out of the woods together. And I was just like, I said, that sounds really weird. Like, I was just like, hang-. but I was, am- I was in a crowd. I was amongst people. So uh, she's amazing. He was wearing right? a trench. He's a creeper. He was a trench. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm here. Hand raised creeper. Uh, no, I, I, it was one of the weirdest things I've ever said. Um, but uh, yes, I mean, for a long time, I mean, we've had your, our eye on you, uh, you know, as a, as a high school athlete and then just seeing you and, 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 you know, just going on to school at Stanford and just doing amazing things. And these athletes that come in and see you now are so lucky that both of you, that they, that you have somebody who is not going to say, all right, just, you know, take 30 days off, like 30 days. I'm a high school kid. Like what am I? No way. Um, But anyone that needs physical activity we talk we know we geek out on all the brain science that's involved with this and you need it for your mental state and to come to you and and have a doctor say yeah you know what just rest okay i'm come again come again (laughs) that's that's not an option so where are we going to go from here yeah and we also treat a lot of high school Girls, female athletes, sure. a lot of female athletes also at the college level too. So having Katie here is a great addition because these high school and college collegiate girls can relate to Katie, you know, being a woman, talking to another girl or a woman. And yeah. it's, it's really uh, paid dividends. Yeah, there's a whole Katie. other set of issues, as you can imagine, dealing with the, especially the female high sure. school, college athlete. So, you know, it's just nice for them to feel comfortable enough to discuss some of those issues with me. And I also, I very much enjoy training with them. Yeah. So I will oftentimes, I'll drive an hour and a half yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to go for a half an hour run. You know, yeah, she'll run with girls, the girls but, too and, and give yeah. them advice, training advice. Uh, biomechanics, running form, things like that. Absolutely. And emotional yeah. support, too. Well, that's it. We're big. running therapists. Yes. Right? Totally. Slash podiatrists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that we are. Oh, my goodness. So, so. let's let's talk about um, some of the types of people that you treat and how they find you. How, do, how does that work? A lot of it's word, by, uh, word of mouth. It's all right? word of mouth. Yeah. We don't advertise at all. It's just, uh, you know, Brian telling his running buddies, or their, their buddies, things like that. But uh, it's all word of mouth. And I, I also knew, I had a vision when I first started my practice and I was uh, starting to treat a lot of runners. I, I had a vision that I wanted to one day treat the, the best runners in the world. And uh, it happened. And, uh, you know, hard work pays off and... Uh, I've had the opportunity to treat, train, and travel with a lot of the best runners in the world. I've gone to the Olympics and had the opportunity to work on the best athletes in the world during the Olympics. And, uh, you know, it was, it was that vision that I had. And, again, I made it happen. And, uh, you know, the wheels are spinning right now. It's just one, one patient tells another patient, and then the wheels are spinning. And the nice thing about Katie is her accomplishments. You know, people look forward to meeting and seeing her. You know, we just had a young high school girl drive all the way down from Connecticut to meet Katie because she had a, a running issue. And, and Katie helped her out, talked to her. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's nice having that uh, addition of Katie in the practice. And, again, the wheels are, are spinning. But, uh, you know, I had that vision, and it, it paid off. And, uh, 
you know, we're there. And we have the reputation of treating the athletes, keeping the athletes going. Again, we would never say, Katie and I would never say, uh, you know, running's not for you. Don't, you know, take up something else. We would never say that. We give advice, training advice. You know, for example, don't run on the road, stay on the soft surface. We go through the right equipment, you know, the orthotics, the arch supports, the sneakers, flexibility, running form, strength and conditioning, things like that. So when people come in, we just don't treat the injury. We look, okay, what, what caused the injury? We look at the cause. You don't want to just keep treating the symptoms. You've got to treat what's causing the symptoms. And Katie and I have an eye for that. Um, you know, her being such an accomplished runner and, and the experience over the years of what I've done and who I've treated, we have an eye for that. You know, what's causing a plantar fasciitis? What's causing a knee pain? What's causing the hip pain? And it's important as a sports medicine specialist that you look to see what's causing these problems. Just don't treat the problems. You have to see what's causing it. Because, you know, our goal is not to have the athlete keep coming in over and over and over again. So, you know, we look at the whole body. We watch you run. We do video analysis people take videos of their son or daughter and they bring them in and Katie and I look at it and we give advice that way. So it's important to look at the whole body and not just the, the injured part of the body. You know, what's really powerful is that being at this, you know, being a podcaster and, and our listeners and the people we talk to around the world, the most successful people that we speak with are the people who treat the whole person. Sure. Absolutely. And there is, I mean, we have to say, you know, we talk with medical fitness and fitness professionals and there is that disconnect. I mean, this is, you know, this is kind of our passion as well, that there's a disconnect between, you know, you're, you're a doctor, you're treating something that happened, but how can we prevent something? Yeah. How can we prevent this going forward? And we're going to talk to you about, you know, your running and, and your foot, but you know what? We're also going to talk to you about your life what else is going on <laughs> right, here right, right. i mean it, dresses have a way of finding their way to the feet <laughs> but that's so powerful i mean can you touch upon that like i mean for our listeners what would that mean stress affecting different things that you've seen well my motto is stress attacks the weak link of the body mm-hmm. and you know if there's a weakness through the body uh, within the body stress is going to find that over the course of time and uh, you know you got to look at that yeah, people cry in her office for a reason. Well, then, yeah, an, an injury here. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, and, and that's kind of the, the, the way that it is. I mean, you guys are body doctors, right? You know, so whatever yeah. it is, I mean, the, the gates off the hips are off, the feet are going to be out of so, whack. So it's like, where is it coming from? Right. You know, it's not a pill for an ill type of setup, you know, at, at all. Where, you know, in some uh, fields of, of doctors and, you know, medical professionals, that that's what it is. Um, but you guys, you, you guys get to, you know, see it for what it really is and just, you know, whatever, you know my foot was hurting, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's just fantastic. And you're fixing them, right? Yeah. They walk out of here. I say you can mess around all you want until you come and go to see Trotters or Connor, you know, Trotter, Connors or Trotter and they'll fix you. It's yeah. over then. Yeah, it's like the, then, then you walk out of there, you'll be back to running. You'll be back to doing whatever it is that, that you want. Yeah. And another thing is, I mean, we truly care yeah. about their well-being, you know, so I give my cell phone number out to almost every <laughs> patient, which is a good and bad thing, you can argue, but I don't mind it. I mean, I enjoy yeah. it. I want them to be able to have that easy access, you know, when something goes wrong on the weekend and say, you know, that eases a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, you know, in those times when they're, you know, kind of going crazy when they can't run or exercise, things like that. And we also surround ourselves with other subspecialties. So if we feel we need to refer out to a different subspecialist, we have a group of doctors, therapists that we have in alignment with our beliefs, our thinking that we send out to. All right. What is it that you're seeing? What's the most common thing or what um, – actually – you said biomechanics earlier, right? So we know that that's an issue. If you're out of whack, you're going to be out of whack. Um, but we also, you know, you're in an uh, industry where the the shoe industry is, you know, is really a lot of people will say is the problem in the whole thing, and just yeah. the way that the foot, is, you know, is being treated with these, you know, special shoes, and you know, we go from minimalist, minimalist to maximalist, yeah. and you know, there, there's probably sometime in between, and I, yeah. you know, I got my, but I got my sneakers from Dicks, and they fit me, um, you know. Take us through it. What's what's the biggest culprit between overtraining and biomechanics and the shoes themselves? What, what do you think? The- well, they're all little pieces of the puzzle. And Katie and I have to 
go through each piece of the puzzle to, to figure out and decipher, okay, where is this injury coming from? Is it coming from poor or worn inadequate sneakers, the minimalist versus the other type of sneakers that are out there running on the, the hard bank surface of the road is going to throw the body off, inflexibility, hyperflexibility, weak core, things like that, poor biomechanics. These all lead into potential injuries. So Katie and I look at all those little pieces of puzzles and put it all together and figure out, okay, this is where the injury is coming from. Experiments are one, right? <laughs> Us humans. Right. We, you know, we can guess it at everything, but until you get into it. The, the overwhelming majority injuries that we see are overuse injuries. It's the body going through the same motion over and over and over and over again until the point where the body breaks down and can't repair itself, and that's where they get the stress injuries, the stress fractures, Achilles tendonitis, the runner's knees, things like that. And the typical patient comes in and says, I don't know what happened. Well, give me your training log. Let me look and see what you've done, where you've done it. Let me see your shoes. Let me check your biomechanics, your inflexibility, your hyperflexibility, and I'll tell you where it's coming from. And, uh, you know, very few of our injuries that we see are acute other than the fractures that we see. But the majority of injuries are over, overuse. The stress the fractures, the tendinopathies, yeah. things like that. Overuse and overpronation. I mean, that would probably lead to about 80% of the yeah. injuries that we see. 20% are going to be our supinators or the really rigid foot. But all these, you know, kids that are coming in from an early age and through high school, you know, their arches collapse down. And that's really... Yeah. For the most most of the time, they can overcome that because they're young. Um, but when when they do start to put in the miles, that's when all of a sudden their body's going to break down, and we have to put them in a custom device. So that's you, where that we like to in. use the analogy: when a builder builds a house, what's the most important part of the house? It's the foundation. And like like Katie just alluded to, the nine out of ten patients that come in here have flat feet. So the foundation for the whole structure throughout the body is unstable until you fix the foundation via custom molded orthotics, the right sneaker, or we now do surgical, uh, minor surgical procedures to fix uh, a flexible flat foot, the body's always potentially going to break down until you fix that foundation. And oftentimes the people that come in here have a weak foundation. And, and that is to say, though, not everyone needs a custom device. I don't wear custom orthotics because I don't need one. So 80% of the population <laughs> does not need a custom device. Agree. But, Agree. you know, the people that are going to be walking through our, our doors are, are here for a reason. So yeah. a lot of them do need the custom device. Yeah. So, but talk. true. Not everybody needs a custom device. Again, looking at the pieces of the puzzle, you put it all together and you figure out where the problem is coming from. And it, it's not all related to the patient needing custom molded orthotics. So I agree. We do a lot. We do a lot of orthotics, but not everybody needs them. Sure. Katie, Katie, example, eight time all American out of Stanford. She's two forty marathon. Her first marathon she ever did. She doesn't wear orthotics. She doesn't need them. So not everybody needs them. Don't wear the orthotics. I don't. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> I, we got I that one. I don't wear them either. Um, I I did have a doctor prior to you tell me that I needed them and I had them and I, you know, I paid the copay and the whole thing. <laughs> and then, uh, I, I came in here and you fixed And me. you still got shin splints. <laughs> well, I think I got them maybe because I was wearing the orthotics. Um, but yeah, no, the orthotics play a, an important part of our practice, but the point that Katie was making, not yes. every patient that comes in sure. door needs them. If we feel you need them, you need them. Experiments of one. Yeah. So I want to know this, that, how important it is, and I know that for our listeners, not everyone knows how unbelievably important it is to take care of your foundation, like yeah. you just said. Yeah. So we neglect our foundation. What happens now, even if you're younger, older, whatever you're doing, what are the implications of neglecting the foundation? What, what now can we expect to happen Again, the majority of injuries we see and treat every day are overuse. Mm -hmm. So you neglect your foundation, mm -hmm. ne neglect the imbalances going on in the body, not right away, but further down the road, the body's going to break down. So it's not just about taking care of your, your, your feet. It's taking care of your whole body. Make sure that you're, you're running symmetrically. Make sure your gait's not off. Make sure your, the range of motion in your right hip is the same as range of motion in your left hip. Left hip. Make sure your knee strength in the right knee is the same as the knee strength in the, in the left knee. You have, you, it's all about symmetry. You talked, too, about foundation. So that doesn't mean physically, too, the, coming from the foot. Mm -hmm. You know, that means core and mm -hmm. things like that. So I think that 
you know, I probably developed into the runner that I was because of all the sports that I was doing growing up. So I am a firm believer that growing up, encourage your kids to to play basketball, to to do the jumping sports, to play soccer. Those are the things that are going to build, you know, bone mass, um, build strength in the bones, and also work on the core. So you don't even have to think about it, but you're going to be setting yourself for, you know, a, a long athletic life. I love that. Because yeah. that, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I treat my kids and that's how I grew up and we, we do everything and they're going to find their way, right? If, yeah. you know, running is going to be it or swimming is going to be it or, you know, and all these things that, you know, I'm grateful, almost grateful. I didn't run in high school. So, like, I'm almost grateful. I played soccer and lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if I would do it now if I did it then, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's kind of like that lifelong exercise that I've been able to do uh, for so long. But But these kids that come to me now and they want me to train them for track and field. And I'm like, okay, good. And, you know, how old is he? And he's either nine or eight mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm like, well, once basketball season over, you know, then we can maybe talk or yeah. you know, do something then. And, and, you know, my kid doesn't like baseball. All right, good. So we can run, you know, a little bit. And there's opportunities for them, you know, now certainly more than when I was a kid, um, you know, to do some stuff. But it doesn't have to. I love the mix of the season. I always say, get tell your dad you need a new pair of basketball sneakers. And then when you need a new pair of running sneakers, and then you need a new pair of soccer cleats. And yeah. then you can get, like, all these sneakers. You can you know, sell them on the sneakers, um, you know, they can they can mix it up there. Yeah, that's a good point. We're Katie and I are treating younger and younger uh, patients, young athletes. Why they're specializing in one sport too early, and they're uh, they're overdoing it at the too young of an age, and the growth plates cannot handle the stress that's being placed on the body. And we are operating on nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old quote unquote oh. athletes. Their bodies are breaking down because they can't handle the stress. The stress is breaking down the body. We're seeing a lot of growth plate injuries. And a lot of ligament and tendon injuries in these young kids because they're doing too much. So it's a good point that you mentioned, Brian, that the kids have to mix it up. They have to play different sports. They have to step away from their sport. Otherwise, the body's going to break down. And it's, the body's going to break down at a point that you, you really want to kick it in and do more. The kids can't handle the load at the next level. For example, you know, you're, you're participating in sports at a high school level. And then if you, if you overdo it, by the time they get to college, it can't handle the load that's placed upon them at college, and they get hurt and they end up quitting. I, was, I, mean, I tell the story of I started playing volleyball competitively, traveling by age 16, rotator cuff surgery. Sure. Wow. I, was a, I wasn't a machine, but that's how they treated you when you're playing at these high levels when you're so young. Mm-hmm. And I'd said to, you know, I, I say to people all the time, I'm like, you're, whatever you do, I want you to do it all. Do it all. Yeah. Because there were girls, literally, I remember girls in high school, they started, I started in fifth grade playing very competitively and traveling. There were girls that stepped in full scholarships, division one schools that had only been playing for a couple years just because they were so damn athletic and talented. But they didn't have those overuse injuries because they were so unspecialized, I think. So eight eight time, eight time collegiate all American. How, how many year, How many seasons of cross country did you run in high school? One. One. There you go. I think that's important for our listeners to understand and hear. Yeah. Because you you don't have to you, have you know to. go that road yeah. if you're gonna. No offense, but if you're gonna be talented, you're gonna be talented. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna be Michael Jordan, you're gonna be Michael Jordan. No yes. matter how many times you're on that foul line yeah. practicing. Yeah. Without getting dinner, That's unless you make truth. all the sh- I'm just kidding. Statistically yeah. speaking, no matter how good you are in sports, there's a zero point one percent chance of that child making it to the Olympics mm-hmm. or or getting a full athletic scholarship. Mm-hmm. I've had so many conversations with parents just like that. Be like, are they good at math? Yeah. Right. You know, your, can they fix a foot? What's right. your fallback? <laughs> like, what's your number two yeah. choice? <laughs> My mom told me. She said, Christine, I just want you to know. That this is growing up, you know. I know you love sports, but you're not going to be six foot four, so <laughs> you're not going to the Olympics. Right. So I maybe you'll be playing in college, but like, what's your what else are we doing? Yeah. That was always yeah. the, and I'm like, yeah. <gasps> that was the nicest voice you ever gave your mother, what's Christine. The- <laughs> Christine, you're not going to be six four. <laughs> you're not playing in college. No, you're not playing in the Olympics. I did play in college. You're not playing in the Olympics. I'm like. She's from Brooklyn. She doesn't really sound like that, but that's my no, in my head. imaginary. My mother sounds like yeah. this. My mother. Um, <laughs> all right, so big one that gets a lot of people: plantar fasciitis. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, it's the number I'm, one condition we see every day. I'm a man of a certain <laughs> age, and we have these, you know, people my, you know, age that that did play all the high school sports. I can't even walk anymore. Right. Their feet are banged up. I and- didn't believe in it until I had it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is a week. This is weak. You're making it up." <laughs> and, and then, then she told exists. Yep. Yeah. Um, so how are you treating it? What's, uh, what's changed, I guess, since in 25 years, uh, w- you know, what are you doing differently now and, and what are you seeing and what can we do to avoid it? You know, again, it's the most common condition we see in our office every day, both in my New York office and the little silver office here. Katie and I, we see it all day long. Uh, 94% of all plantar fasciitis is, uh, go away with conservative treatment, conservative treatment consisting of physical therapy night splints if they need orthotics we go through the proper sneaker selection and we do uh, a procedure called the extracorporeal pulse activation treatment the shockwave treatment which we do all day long that alone has a approximately in our practice because of our protocol we have a 94 percent success rate treating uh, plantar fasciitis with with this uh, protocol that we have uh Five to six percent of the people that don't get better with the conservative treatment, we do a very minor surgical procedure where we release the inner band of the plantar fascia uh, through a uh, endoscope. We put a video endoscope into the bottom part of the foot, and we have a camera looking at the plantar fascia. We stick a blade in, and we release the uh, plantar fascia, put the patient on crutches for one week, and uh, it's about a 30-day recovery, and it's gone forever. But uh, we, we always like to start off, obviously, with the conservative treatment. Now, have there been cases that Katie and I went right to surgery? Yeah, of course. The patient of ours, a Kenyan girl, she's the world record holder in uh, one of the distance events, the uh, 21K. And uh, she came to us and she couldn't run. And she was the world record holder. And the Federation, Kenyan Federation, sent her to me. And they, they said, what does she have? I said, she got plantar fasciitis. How do you fix it? I fix it with the shock wave. Well, what's that? Well, she comes in for five or seven treatments, and we wait and see for six to eight weeks how she responds to it. Well, she's our world record holder. we got to get her back. <laughs> so, okay, then what else can you do? Well, I can go into with a camera and release the plantar fascia. And they said, do that procedure and don't send her back to Kenya until she's better. How's that for a little pressure? Oh. <laughs> so we, I, we, we went right to the cut, Katie and I. We, we went right, right to surgery because we knew that if we did this surgical procedure on her that she was going to be up and going in 30 days running and training again, and she was. And there have been a couple instances over the years that we have uh, Olympic hopefuls, the Olympic trials are coming up, and people are coming to see us, and they made the Olympic trials, but they can't run. They got injured. All right, how can you get us better? Well, the fastest way is for me to go in there, Katie and I to go in there, and release the plantar fascia. They're in shock when we tell them that, but we're like, trust me, we know what we're doing. Go home and speak to your agent and... The agent calls us up, and we go through the whole protocol, and we do the surgery on them. That way, that's that's the fastest way to get these people back. Yeah, that but clock is ticking. That clock is ticking. and But the overwhelming majority of people, we recommend going the conservative route first because we, Katie and I, have such a high success rate treating them conservatively. There's also, you have to break it down between the acute and the chronic situation. So if you if you get it within three weeks, okay, maybe you can try to shot. And that's what most physicians can offer. You know, they have steroid injections that they can offer. Most don't have the shockwave machine, which, you know, is, that's their prerogative. But, you know. Um, that yeah, works so out. That works out well for you it guys. It works out well. Perfect. Don't get it, you guys. Don't get it. Well, you know. They're not available. <laughs> back order. Exactly. COVID-19 back order. Exactly. But if you get it soon enough, yeah, I mean, I've I've had injections before and it works great. But, you know, you still have to do the physical therapy, the night splint. The night splint is actually really, really important. Absolutely. Intruding plantar fasciitis. That's the worst. I don't know what, who invented that, what sick person invented that torture device. A uncomfortable I, in the first week. I, um, I tell you what, though. It works. I have. It does. However, once you get past that first, like, 20 minutes... I I have one that I got from you guys, and 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 anytime like I maybe feel even something coming on, you know, I I load it up, I I put it on, and I wear it. I also grind my teeth, so I have a night guard for my mouth too. I'm like a I'm a gem. My wife is like, what the heck is going on? You got a night night splint, night guard, yeah. It's blessed. See, Katie alluded to the difference between there's two types of injuries: there's acute injury and a chronic injury. And if somebody comes in, they have acute injury we treat them with the acute protocols Mm -hmm. if they come in they have a chronic injury we treat them with the 
chronic injury protocols that we have. And a point to make, and where a lot of doctors and therapists err or go wrong, is that you cannot treat a chronic condition with acute modalities. Mm -hmm. And we get a lot, a lot of patients that come to see us that they've had plantar fasciitis or Achilles tendinopathy for six months, eight, 12 months, and the doctors are still treating them with the acute modalities. They're not going to get better because the body switches. Why do they do that? Your body basically shuts down. You know, it doesn't recognize a problem there. So you don't have any basically inflammatory process, you know, happening there. So those are good cells. I mean, too much is bad, but you actually need those cells to heal. So the whole point of doing something like shockwave therapy or even acupuncture, stem cell injections is to initiate that um, inflammatory response in a controlled manner. Yeah. And we we also do a lot of the stem cell injections. You did that. You did that on me as well. (laughs) <laughs> and, and the platelet-rich plasma spinning, we do a lot of those too. But if we're going to do the platelet spinning or the uh, stem cell injections, we still like to do the shock wave treatment first because mechanically we're breaking down all the scar tissue adhesions in the inflamed area, whether it's the shin splints, the, the patellar tendon, or the Achilles tendon or the plantar fascia. So we'll start the treatments with the shockwave therapy to break down all the damaged tissue. And then after the fifth treatment of the shockwave, then we introduce the stem cells or the platelet-rich plasma into the injured area to, to repair it. So you're injecting the stem cells or the platelets into a much more cleaner, healthier environment as opposed to just putting in the stem cells or the platelets into the chronically injured area. And because of that, that protocol that Katie and I have designed, our success rate is much, much higher. And and I was at the point, even with my plantar fasciitis, it was just like a rock that was sitting in there. And, And I... It didn't hurt me when I ran really, you know, after the first, you know, 10 minutes or so. Like it was fine. I could yeah. do it all day. I could train through marathons, you know, for marathons with it. And, and it was just, it was fine. You know, it was the other 23 and a half hours, you know, 23 hours in the day where it was bothering me or the first few steps in the morning yeah. as you know, as the, as the, the main, uh, you know, red alert, uh, that, that sends you a signal to your brain that you're, Oh man, something's wrong. But, um, but, my, you know, I guess my message is you don't have to live like that. Like I was willing to because I could still run. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to. Like you can just come and get it fixed. <laughs> you know, with this running 90... should not be painful. <laughs> yeah. It should be oh, it should. And that's that's living absolutely... should not be painful. Right. <laughs> let's let's take a step back here. <laughs> right. But no, I, I I agree. Living should not be painful. See, there's a yeah. fine line. With, with the training, with all sports, there's a fine line between building your body up and breaking your body down. And lots of time, these athletes, they, they surpass that threshold and they start breaking their body down quicker than it can repair itself. And over the course of time, the body starts breaking down. They come in here with the injuries. So we also go through the athlete's training protocol, their training schedule. And maybe you don't need to run 90 miles a week. Maybe... 60 or 58 is your threshold you know katie again she's one of the best runners in the country in high school and she had a very good running coach and she maxed out at 38 miles per week running with the accomplishments that she did running on low miles but a lot of these high school runners think that they have to do 80 90 miles a week to become good and that's where they're getting hurt they're, they surpassed their threshold I, I think that's something. Yeah. I think we're going to see that coming out of this right now. I think that there's a lot of kids going rogue on their coaches right now, running miles, 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 oh, miles. Oh, you mean that's... you don't have to run that much to do okay? <laughs> I get fights with people all the time. Yeah. I don't run a lot, and I run well. Right, so exactly. This is, this is the big debate, right, of the summer. What's going to happen in the fall if there's a cross-country season? Are right. kids going to do better or worse without the track season? Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to do better. I really think, well, I think I it depends. Some of them. It, I think it depends well, on how they train. Because yeah. if they're training sensibly, mm-hmm. the, uh, emotionally and physically, they're in the game. Because what other sport, it's a good point you made, what other sport in high school goes year-round? Basketball doesn't, football doesn't, running does. you got cross-country, mm-hmm. they take a week off, then you go to indoor. You finish indoor, you take a week or two off, then you go into outdoor track season. Outdoor track season's over, maybe you take two or three weeks off, and then you got to start hitting the high miles for the cross country. Right. So that's debatable. Are you going to see better times or not better times? Because are they overtraining or are they mentally and physically well-rested and ready to go? 
But it's that's. I'm curious to say. We'll see what happens. It's, yeah. it's we may gonna, need to get a some sort of board going. Here, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then there's gonna squares. there's gonna be the kids <laughs> that don't do anything, and that's gonna be evident, right? You're gonna see yeah. that that they just didn't that didn't well, come motivation, through. It's hard to get motivated for them. I think right now. I mean, there are certain kids that are gonna be your type A personalities that are never gonna stop, and they're they're gonna be fine. <laughs> And some of those type A's are going to run a lot Overtrain. of miles yes, and they might even yeah. have a great, great, you know, huge mileage uh, cross country season. They'll and then we'll kind of see what peak happens. Peak September, yeah. yeah. September 15th. They're going to be. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there we go. It's yeah. a long We'll, we'll see what comes into our office in uh, September. You know, they should be peaking. Yeah. When? In, in November. No, absolutely. Yeah. And like Katie said, they're going to peak in September because they've been overtraining. So I'm curious to I, see what comes in our door in September. I always try to put a positive spin on it. And the, and the kids that I work with in strength training and getting them ready for cross country and track and all that stuff, I, I said, this is this is a good thing for you. You don't have to like run all those races. You don't have to run all those races. You don't have to get into the points thing for groups and run four yeah, races outdoor. And you know, I think it can be okay. Um, you know, but like you said, just can't be peaking now. Or, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. August warriors uh, that that uh, you know fizzle out early. We'll yeah. see. You know, but the kids have nothing but time on their hands, so they're running oftentimes twice a day now, just because of the time. So I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, it's a beautiful thing. I'm like, oh, how many times do we get to run today? I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's interesting. So yeah. what we definitely I want to hear from you is you both have treated some pretty well-known, pretty, you know, movers and shakers, yes. I would say. I love that. Fast runners. Yeah. So what are what are some of the things that you've done? What are some of your like, yeah, I did that, or yes, I worked with that person. Change the names to protect the innocent, uh-huh. uh, you know? We don't want <laughs> any HIPAA violations here. But, uh, well, I've had a lot of satisfying uh, points in my professional career, but i got to say one of, uh, one of the most satisfying uh, athletic endeavor achievements or uh, honors I had was when I was at one of the, the Olympics, which I've had the opportunity to go to, uh, when one of my patients, uh, Joyce Chichumba from the, uh, Kenya, she came in uh, third and won the bronze medal in the Olympic marathon. And we, we were back at the Nike hospitality suite after the marathon and uh, after the, the medal ceremony. And she came in and saw me. She came up to me and gave me a hug and a kiss and put the medal <gasps> on me and said, we did it. Oh. And that, there, there's no better feeling That's great. than that right there. Uh, you know, but we've operated on a number of Olympic athletes, world record holders. Um, Recently, right before COVID. Right, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, here, the, the, yeah. We're sitting in my waiting room right here and I have a big poster of Khalid Kanuchi, who was the uh, reigning world record holder in the marathon from Morocco. He, uh, another great moment in my uh, professional career is that he came to see me um, after breaking the marathon in Chicago and he was complaining of foot and ankle pain. And, uh, he said, I think I'm going to retire my, uh, I'm just too banged up, you know, over the years of running so many miles. And I, I looked at him, evaluated him and, uh, it took an x-ray and, uh, I said, listen, you don't have to give up running. I'm going to have to do surgery on you. But if you want to get back to the level that you're, you want to run at, I have to do surgery on you. And I did surgery on him. And I got to tell you a funny story. When we're in the operating room, we're wheeling him down the hall, and he's on the, the gurney with the whole surgical team. He said to the, uh, the nurse, stop for a second, and he put his arm on me as we're wheeling him into the operating room. And he says, John, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. He goes, I'll be able to run again after you operate on me, won't you? I was like, thanks for the confidence, Khalid. Oh but I, I end up operating on him. And the amazing thing is when we operate, Katie and I operate on these elite athletes. You know, the normal resting heart rate is like 60 beats a minute. These people have a resting heart rate of 28 beats a minute. Incredible. It's incredible. And the anesthesiologists say to us, the only reason we're allowing this surgery to go on is because we know who you and Katie treat. Right. Otherwise, this patient should be in ICU right. in heart failure. Yeah, that's so but they're such, such fine tuned athletes. Um, getting back to Cleet, so I operated on him, and he went on to break his existing world record in the London Marathon, which went down as one of the greatest marathon races in the history of marathoning. 
with uh, Khalid Kanuchi, Paul Turgot, and Gabriel Solasi. And uh, <laughs> it was the marathon of all marathons, and he broke his existing world record after I operated on him. So that was another defining moment in my career. But we, we, I have a number of those. No, there's yeah. amazing stories. Yeah. Do you watch? Yeah. Now, when they run, here. do you watch? <laughs> That's my question. Do, oh, yeah. I mean, or Are, do, you, do you yell? Do you <laughs> Well, over, over the years, you know, I get invited to go to the, these big events all around the, the world. So I get invited to them just to treat the, the elite athletes because mm-hmm. they get paid a lot of money to show up at the, 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 the South Bank Marathon, the Boston Marathon, London Marathon, the Olympics, things like that. So a lot of the times the race directors will invite me out to their race just to take care of the 10 or 15 elite athletes because they pay them a lot of money. So like at the Chicago Marathon, Kerry Pinkowski will send me out there and say, John, take care of these athletes. I need them at the starting line. So whatever you got to do. And then the um, uh, Baba was making her marathon debut in the Chicago Marathon a few years back. And I was out there. And this is where you have to think out the, outside the box. So I get called down by the agent to the Baba's um, room, and she was crying. And I'm like, what's, what's the matter? She, was, she doesn't speak English, so it was through the interpreter, or very broken English. And the, the agent said, she can't run. Her, her shin's killing her. So I checked her out, and I pressed on her shin, pressed on the bone, pressed on the muscle. I said, she can run tomorrow. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? She's crying here. I said, I'll be right back. I went up to my room and got my, my medicine, and uh, I, I gave her a, a water-soluble injection, signed the um, the form, the waiver, that she, the professional athlete, knew that Dr. Connors was treating her, and he was given the, the certain medication that's that's not, not a banned substance. I, I gave her injection, and I said, in a half hour, go for a run in the park for 20 minutes, come back, and I stayed in her room with the agent and the coach, and she comes upstairs, and she opened, we opened the door, and she was smiling. She said she had no pain, and she went on to... Uh, Run, a, a, I think the fastest Best debut debut, yeah. debut marathon in the, in in history of marathon running. She went out like she was running a ten k. Yeah, you know, so I remember. She was, she was hanging really out for good. dear life at the end. But the point is that you have to think outside the box. I gave her the injection of a, an allowable substance. We signed the waiver. She runs the race, does very well, makes a lot of money. You know, when the per capita income in Kenya and Ethiopia is less than five hundred dollars a year. And this girl's walking away with a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You got to think outside the box for, <laughs> for these athletes here. And then after she finished the race, they get uh, they get drug tested, and it shows up. But she has the waiver, waiver there that Dr. Connors gave her allowable uh, medication. But that was that was another great great moment in uh, in my career. You are invited to any race <laughs> that I run. You, can, you got the bankroll for that? I mean, Two crazies here, will bring I, I got one, one more. One you more are, go- oh, you're invited to anything if you want to <laughs> show up. I, I got one, one more good one. The, the, the record holder from Brazil. Yeah. Uh, Dos Santos. He's over there. He's on the wall, too. He, he, um, he was running the New York City Marathon a couple years ago, and uh, – he came in. The agent called me up and he said, "Can I come see you, John? I got to bring uh, a moment when I'm runners up here to my New York office." Comes in and he says, "I need a note. He can't run. He needs a medical note to get him out of the marathon. He can't run." I press on his heel. He had plantar fasciitis. I look at the coach and I said, "He can run on Sunday." In Portuguese, he tells Dos Santos, "You can run." He looks at me like I'm crazy because he can't even walk. He's in so much pain. And I, I gave him an injection. I taped his foot up. This was a Thursday. I sent him to physical therapy for two days, Friday and Saturday. I went to his hotel room Saturday night and gave him another injection before the race. And he won the New York City Marathon. <laughs> That's the so best. So you're a god. And you, yeah. told, and you told me that story. You gave him some coaching advice that day too, right? I did. Because he was, he was this true story. He was very intimidated by the other Kenyan Ethiopian runners that were running against him. Paul Turgot, you know, who was the world record holder at that time. And I knew these guys. I know those guys very well because I've traveled with them, trained with them. And when I say train, I run with them. Right, right, right. Near them. I run near them. Like, when, they, when they start. It's like when I run with your Katie Charter. And, and I told him, I told him, I, I told him how these guys run. And I said, just stay with these guys. Don't worry. Just stay with these guys. And I said, at mile 17, because I know how these guys run. At First mile Avenue. 17, the, the South African guy, it, um, 
his name escapes me right now, is going to take off. South African. He's, he's going to take off. Ramallah. Hendrik Ramallah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Hendrik Ramallah, I know him very well. He's going to take off. Don't get intimidated because at mile 19, he's going to pull back again and you guys are going to catch him. Stay with them. And then at mile 21, take off and they're going to let you go because they don't know who you are. They're going to let you go thinking that you're taking off and they're going to catch you in Central Park. And he ran the race of his life. He, he kept looking back. He's, I said, why were you looking back through his, through his agent? Why were you? Because I couldn't believe I was still winning at mile 24 because I saw him again at mile 24. I saw him at different points of the race, race uh, you know, in the marathon. I saw him back in Central Park. He, I said, go. He kept looking over his shoulder because he, he goes, I was waiting for all these guys to catch me. And he, he, he won the, uh, the marathon. When he crossed the finish line of the marathon, he, um, he, call, he said to his agent in Portuguese, give me your phone. And he called me and thanked me in Portuguese. And he took his shirt off and he gave me his uh, Brazilian marathon oh, shirt. So, that's you, know, you know, they go on and on and on over the years. <laughs> uh, I can tell you, you more. You got to see the smile here. I mean, I think this guy likes what he does. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Katie and I have a true passion for what we do and who we, who we treat. It's amazing. And what we treat. We don't care if you're a weekend warrior or you know, the elite uh, Olympic uh, athletes we love what we do we treat everybody the same everybody gets equal time equal treatment i can attest to that (laughs) that's powerful this is a this is a powerful conversation for for everybody that's out there you know whether you're you know if they're listening to us and you're a fitness professional or a medical professional that i believe that people are whole and there is just not one part that can be taken out of that puzzle of figuring out, you know, I get it. It's your plantar, you know, freshitis and it's, you know, you need an injection or this and that. But what else is going on? Mm-hmm. And that's that's powerful. And that's, yeah. you know, don't ever underestimate, you know, the power that you guys have because it's amazing. And we yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you. So. <laughs> Brian, I right, guys, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Yeah, no, thank we, you for like, coming. Yeah, like I said, we don't get to go on location all that much. Usually, it's <laughs> yeah, a you know we we live on Zoom far you know far before this whole thing uh, started. But uh, um, you know, it's really good to just sit down with you guys yeah, and get the nice. stories and and uh, you know spread the word and and uh, and have you help some more of our friends and listeners uh, you know to come see you whether it's here in your New Jersey office or up in or they fly in, in from yeah. whoever around I the mean, world. I mean, they're coming in from listening. they're coming yeah. in from Kenya, so they might as well come. I I know. Mine is far. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That goes through my mind, like this Kenyan girl that we operated on. I'm trying to think it through. Okay, so this girl from Kenya wakes up in the morning, packs her bag, gets in a car, goes to the airport, gets on how many planes to come all the way over here. For you. That's a compliment to us that these people are willing to come from all over the world. To, you know, to get the, the, the proper and right treatment, you know, to get them back running again. To them, it's worth it to, to do that type of traveling. Well, it's they, the answer, you know, yeah. like you're the answer. You guys <laughs> fix them. So it's, you know, whatever. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they. It, it, how many planes do I have to take? Okay, I'm <laughs> fine, done. I get to go back to running world records again? Okay, yeah. fine, done. You know, New York City Marathon winner? Fine, done. Olympics? Yeah. It's all good. Well, you guys are the best. Sincerely, I thank you. Thank you thank for you. coming yeah. by. Yeah. Absolutely. For and before we end, please go ahead and tell our listeners name of the practice, where they could find out, you know, websites, information, um, if they want to contact you. Yeah, Super so important. John Connors and Associates, uh, Podiatry. And um, so it's going to be Dr. Connors, myself, Kathleen Trotter, and Dr. Sands is out of the Little Silver office. You can uh, look us up online at drconnors.com, and that's spelling out doctor. Some people don't know that. Right. <laughs> um, if you want to reach us, we're at connorspodiatry at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns, we can uh, certainly answer those. And uh, I think that. Just, just, just reach out to me. Just, yeah. just reach out to me. <laughs> Brian has I'm, all of our contact I'm get true. you set up, <laughs> all right? We'll get you set up. We'll have Agnes make the appointment. <laughs> yeah. Agnes is John's sister. She's amazing. She's the receptionist here. She's not here today, but she's she's lovely. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, honestly, if anyone needs any help with anything, just let me know and or find them in the ways that If that you call can. now, we're picking up the phone. <laughs> 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 if, if you come to any of my future Definitely. races, they'll both be there. Save open invitation. So <laughs> there are no future races at this point. So. Yeah. 
Take who we can get. Virtual miles, virtual 5Ks. We're just doing whatever we can. And that's, yeah. that's why we're, we've operated on a couple of the Olympic athletes recently because now they got that increased time right. off as opposed to trying to muster through their training, the trials to make it the Olympics mm-hmm. on an injured part of the body, whether it's Achilles tendon or the plantar. They're opting to have the surgery now because the Olympic trials, the Olympics are pushed back. So we've been operating on some of these athletes that otherwise would have not had surgery because we've been too close to their training, too close to the Olympic trials. So uh, for some, it worked mm-hmm. out pretty well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for others, it didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. I swear. I said, if as long as I'm healthy, I'm never not running a race ever again. Right. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I ran a marathon in the fall. I ran another one in the spring. You know, maybe I don't want to do one in the fall. But if I'm healthy, I'm just going to do them now because... You never know when, you know, like all these things, or you can be injured the next time, you know, right? if Mm -hmm. you're, if you're healthy, might as well go for it. Mm-hmm. Well, we are super thankful. <laughs> yeah. This was great to be on location, being one of, your, great. <laughs> one yeah. of your locations yeah. and, um, thank you for everything. Thanks. And, uh, our yeah, listeners thanks. hopefully will, uh, reach out to you and get the word out there. Yeah. Honestly, it's been amazing <laughs> and we're, uh, we're very grateful. Thanks for stopping <laughs> by. Yeah. Thank you. All right. And with that said, it is Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast and we are two fit crazy in a microphone we are where it's at. Peace.